horse book by Mary Tuttle, read for LibriVox.org by Julia Niedermeyer. At play, three little foals you see at play, they romp and sport all through the day, but sometimes they are most sedate and try to ape their mother's gait. They wheel and race and leap and prance, and sometimes they are set to dance, but always they will stand and stare at anyone who passes there. Schooling. The horse, like us, must go to school, to learn by precept and by rule. Like us, he does not love the work, like us, he's not allowed to shirk. This little instrument you see, stripped on his back, shaped like a V, is a dumb jockey meant to train, the horse to bear the bit and rein. Cleverness. Billy, the circus pony, can distinguish letters like a man. He'll hold up for you in the ring his D for dance and K for king. With P for pony he will show that he, his family name, doth know, and he will find the C for clown, and at his feet will put it down. Willingness. Although this horse is doing all he can to drag this heavy load up the hill, the lazy boy who is walking beside him with one hand in his pocket beats him cruelly with the stick which he carries. The boy is too silly or too callous to see how willingly the horse is working. Willfulness. A horse's great red-letter days are days of hunting when his ways often very willful. Here see this John Gulpin in great fear. He came out just to see the meat, but the horse thought he would compete with horses, hounds, and fox for place, and let the man this mad brace. Intelligence. On the prairies in the far west of America a man lost his way. He had no water to drink, although both he and his horse were parched with thirst. Not knowing where to find water, he cast the reins on the neck of his horse. By means of that wonderful intelligence, which some people wrongly call instinct, the horse found his way to a spring, although it was many miles distant. Thus both man and horse were able to quench their thirst, and in this way their lives were saved. Kicking These two are very much dismayed, to see the fuss the horse has made, because his dog, in playful mood, barked in a manner rather rude. It is a thing some horses do, until the driver makes them rue the fits of temper, then they say that kicking doesn't seem to pay. Gentleness. These big cart horses and these little children are great friends. Although the horses are so big, they are very gentle, and allow the carters' children to lead them home in the evening or to ride on their backs. Biting. Peggy is the children's bride, and she allows them all to ride. She comes to them whenever they call, and loves to have them in her stall. With others she has willful ways. She will be cross with John for days, will kick and squeal, will show much spite, and very often try to bite. Toiling. These three horses are ploughing an upland field. They are thoroughly enjoying themselves, for they are so strong that the work is a pleasure to them. The ploughman is guiding the plough, so as to keep the furrows straight. The rooks are soaring round in search of crabs, found in the earth which is turned up by the plough. Hunting. What sweeter sound on winter morn than music of the hounds and horn? What prettier sight could ever be seen than hounds and horses on the green? See winding down this country way an eager throng one winter day. Keen out a man for sport of course, but just as keen each hound and horse. Duty The troop horse, like all soldiers, has to learn his drill till he becomes as efficient as his rider. In war he will take his place in his squadron, should his rider have been killed or wounded. In one instance, several guns of the Royal Horse Artillery 
were saved by the teams galloping back to the lines after all the gunners and drivers had been shot down. Rearing. Rearing is an awkward vice. No rider ever thinks it nice. When the horse prances on two feet, it's difficult to keep one's seat. This lady, riding in the row, is a good rider, you must know. When on two legs her horse would soar, she quickly brings him down to four. Sagacity. There is danger at this place, which the horse can see, but which the rider fails to detect. They are in the midst of a swamp, where one false step would mean a horrible death in a quagmire on the verge of which the horse has pulled up. The man uses whip and spur, but the horse refuses to move. Finally, the rider leaves the horse to himself to find a way round which brings them both to safety. Bolting. See this runaway flecked with foam, galloping fast as he can for home, caring not for the shouting man, running also as fast as he can. Flung by the bolter on the roadside, small is his chance of a pleasant ride. Two legs matched in a race with four, perhaps they'll meet at the stable door. Patience. The cab horse is a useful steed, ever handy, good at need, a patient, uncomplaining jade. What should we do without his aid? By day, by night, he may be had, be the weather good or be it bad. Many a knock and many a fall he gets, and yet survives them all. Bucking. When horses buck, they take a bound, with all their four feet off the ground, unless they know just what to do and how to keep the seeds all through. The riders come off fast and thick when horses start this Yankee trick, but with the cowboys of the West, the horses come off second best. Perseverance. The horse affords the best example amongst animals of perseverance. He will go on until he falls exhausted or dead. On the Yorkshire moors, after a heavy fall of snow, the roads are quite lost, and it often happens that the mailman has to unharness his horse, the cart being blocked by the snow, and trust to the horse's courage and endurance to carry the mails from village to village. It has been known that the driver has been overcome by the intense cold when the horse has found his way unaided to the nearest accustomed stopping place. Chipping. Of all the tiresome steeds that are, the chipper is the worst by far. He stands and contemplates the scene, an act embarrassing and mean. And nine times out of ten he chooses an awkward spot when he refuses to move, to cure him, take him out, and turn the chipper round about. Service. The bus horse does not work all day, for if he did, he'd waste away. He does his work and then is able to take a long rest in the stable. When summer suns beat down upon it, his head is sheltered by a bonnet, and though it makes him look a duffer, he hasn't half the heat to suffer. Shine. A wicked horse, perhaps you say, to shine in such a sudden way, and almost make his rider fall, it is not nice of him at all. It was not wickedness, but fear, the dreadful white thing rushing near, appeared to his affrighted eyes, full seven times its proper size. Curiosity. All horses very curious are and things which they aspire far arouse their curiosity. They wonder what on earth they see. With ears pricked up and cautious mien, they come to see. When they have seen, they snort and turn, and off they scurry, in a contemptuous, desperate hurry. Friendship A beautiful racehorse became very much attached to a cat, so much so that he was never happy unless the cat was near him, either sleeping curled up on his back or somewhere in his stall. They became such close companions that when the horse was taken abroad to run in some races for which he had been entered, he became so dejected at being separated from his companion that it was found necessary that the cat should always accompany him in his horse-box wherever he went. 
Old age. This horse's working days are o'er. The shafts and saddle never more shall hold him. Here he waits his end, cared for by those who love to tend an old companion. He may rest in his loose box, or take the best of grazing which the meadows give. A pensioner while he shall live. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.